I'm Josh Gordon. And I'm Leslie Gordon. We're brother and sister, but more importantly, we're unpopular people. Yeah, we've got like five friends. So what do we do as unpopular people? We sit around all day and absorb popular culture. And we started a podcast to talk about it. This is Pop Culture with Unpopular People. Let's roll. It's episode number five. Episode five. We're trying to get back on a good recording schedule. And not oh, wow. It. You're going to throw me under the bus right away, right? Rushing everything. No, we're kind of pushing it to the last minute to record the last few episodes. That's true. We normally record Sunday, except we haven't the last couple of weeks. But we did record Sunday for this podcast. Yes. And so back on the regular schedule. So we'll probably get this one back out on our regular Friday, unlike the Harry Potter episode, which went up on Sunday. Oops. I wasn't prepared for you to throw me under the bus right away as we started this podcast. I didn't think it was throwing you under the bus. I think it was just putting it as a fact. Oh, big slurp there too. Yeah. So uh, we're going, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, talk about this right now because I did that slurp on purpose. Oh, you Um, wanted everyone to know that you have a drink on hand? That's right. Sometimes you hear slurping occasionally on the podcast. It's always Leslie. Oh, so now you're throwing me under the bus. That's right. Yeah. We have to have a little bit uh, both ways here. I'm drinking out of my office ladies mug. You can't see it because we're not a... uh, we're not a visual podcast yet. Yes, but Josh is still holding up the, the mug. Uh, mug to the camera. And it says world's best podcast. And like I've listened to Office Ladies. I don't know if you've listened to it, Leslie, but it's it is a great podcast. And Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey go through every episode of The Office and basically break it down. And it's really cool. And they have mm-hmm. similar segments to us. They like they like to do their fast facts and and stuff like that. And they've won, they've won a lot of awards for their podcast. And hence they put out this mug that says world's best podcast, a spoof on world's best boss that Michael Scott has in the office. And uh, I'm just going to call out Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey right now and say that we're coming for you. Oh, wow. We're going to be getting awards soon for our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Look out Jenna and Angela. We're coming. We are going to be the number one podcast. With our 19 listeners, we're We're coming for you. We're still at 18. Oh, we're still at 18. Oh, But I'm going to tweet this at at Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, and maybe they will, uh, maybe they'll come on to the podcast sometime. Yes. Since we can't get famous on our own, we have to use the help of already famous people. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) It's funny because... I love The Office, and I think it's the best television show of all time, and I'm terrified to talk about it. Like on a podcast? 100%. Like, how do you do, how do, you do a show that good justice? Um, you don't put it on such a pedestal? The Office is the best television show of all time, and I will fight you on that. It is really good. No, I'm, I do like The Office. I, don't, I just don't like it as much as you do. Well, we just lost Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. They're not coming on the podcast now. No, I didn't say anything wrong to it. I just said, I think you would classify yourself as an office super fan. I do have the office ladies mug. Yes. And I would probably just say that I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I've only watched the office through once. 
Boo. I'm a big fan. And fortunately for us here in Canada, we still have it on Netflix. Yes. Peacock couldn't take it away from us just yet. Nope. We don't have Peacock up here. Nope. But they did put on Parks and Rec. On to Netflix too. Yes. And I've had the Parks and Rec theme stuck in my head the entire day. Have you been watching it more? I have seen probably the first, up to the first six episodes of season two. Okay. Do you like it better now that you got through season one? It's the same, roughly. I just think it gets so much better after the first season. The only episode that I really liked in the first season was Rock Show. And that's just because Chris Pratt, the, Chris Pratt's the best character in it. He's so funny. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he does get even funnier as right. the show goes on. But we're not talking about The Office or Parks and Rec today, even though we've spent probably about a good five minutes talking about it already. What are we talking about this week, Leslie? Well, you did spoil it's the last episode, but... I did, but how many people listen to the hour and two minute mark of a podcast, let alone our podcast? We are pop culture with unpopular people after all. Have mom and dad listened to it yet? Dad's listened to it. Mom is not. Oh. So we called that one. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Anyways, this week we're talking about Spy Kids. Spy Kids. (laughs) a great a great theme now i can only speak to the first three movies you haven't seen the fourth i've seen the parts of it and you haven't seen the television series there's a television series there is there's an an animated series spy kids animated series no. You clearly did not do your research. I did research, but apparently I wasn't Googling the right things. The first step to any good research, Leslie, is to go to Wikipedia. I and did if, go to Wikipedia. If you went to Wikipedia. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. There it is. I just didn't scroll down that far. That's a common problem in today's society. Yeah, it's the same argument with the attention span. You have a you have a poor attention span. Doesn't everyone? That's why we put our top five of the week at the beginning of the episode. Do you want to jump into the top five list of the week? That was so delayed. Yeah, because I because I wanted it to be different than the last one. No, I always do top five list, and then you're supposed to go of the week. Yeah, but I don't want that to be the thing. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, we're not the prices right. That's the fail noise from the prices right. Yes, I, I did get that. And right now you're failing me. Thank you. <laughs> so let's jump into the top five list of the week, just because it is the first thing we always do in this podcast. And this week, because we're talking about Spy Kids, one of the cool things about Spy Kids is all the gadgets that you get. Yes. And so for this week, we decided, hey, what would the top five gadgets that we would want in real life be? (laughs) Yes. So Leslie, you Uh, always start the top five list. So why don't you uh, go ahead and do that? 
Yes. So I didn't have to quickly look up all the gadgets. And some of them I left off my list because they are pretty much, you can get them. In some sense, you can get them right now. But number five is the electroshock gumballs. Number four is the rebreathers. Number three is Ralph. Number two is the Buddy Pack. And number one is the Machete Elastic Wonder. Really? It is. So I definitely took a different approach to this because I do have some of them that are in the movies, but I have a a couple gadgets that aren't in, in the movies. But weren't we supposed to pick them from the movies? No, if you read my text message, Leslie, it says the top gadgets that we want in real life. Spy gadgets. Oh, well. Somebody failed their assignment. Well, I that, kept on seeing. That being said, uh, I do have some good gadgets. Okay. And they are from the Spy Kids movies. So number five is the underwater car. Oh, right. Yes. That Ingrid and Gregorio drive into in the very first movie. Off a cliff, just off a, casually. Off the cliff, yep. Number four is Ralph. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the ones that I want in real life. So I want the voice recorder pen that you can place in somebody's mug and record when you're not there, a la Dwight in the office. Mm-hmm. Number two, I want a teleporter. I want to be able to jump from place to place and in and out. And number one, one that you really need right now is the spy sunglasses. The spy sunglasses? Yeah. Like, isn't that like the failed Google Glass? No, no. Like, <laughs> you put it, you put on the sunglasses and then all of a sudden you got all these details. Like, for instance, you really want it right now because of COVID. So you, you look at them and it tells everybody's body temperature. Right. And you're like, oh, that person has the virus staying away from them. Right. That person has a slight fever. Better stay away. Right. Exactly. Plus, they look really stylish. Oh, yes. Where they say like spy dude or whatever. Spy mom. Right. Exactly. Just like spy kids. Mm -hmm. What do you think of my list? It's all right. You should have just stayed with the Spy Kids gadget like I thought we were doing. (laughs) Well, I thought we would go a little bit off base, but that's what I try to do sometimes. We we go a little bit off off topic here, so. Yep. But I do like your list, even though Machete Elastic Wonder is the lamest. No, it's not. Yes, it is. There's 999 uses. Is that only how many uses? And use number one, a stylish bracelet. Yes. But see, as a girl, I need a hair elastic that's never going to break. You know how many hair elastics I go through? Newsflash. Newsflash. Elastics break a lot. Yes. But the machete elastic wonder does not break. Is that in the movies? I really don't remember that. I'm pretty sure it doesn't break. 
I don't know about that. Like, I think it's just. Wouldn't a... you want a buddy pack? Yeah, the buddy pack's cool. I mean, buddy... I, I guess if we're doing Spy Kids gadgets, I would take that over teleporter because teleporter. Yeah. I just want a different way to travel. Is basically yeah. what I don't, I don't want to use my two feet. I'm lazy <laughs> AF. <laughs> yes, and I I need the rebreather because I'm not a strong swimmer, but I would like to be able to swim without the fear of drowning. That's true, but th- then you also have to open your eyes. Yeah. Do you open your eyes underwater? Sometimes, yes. Or invest in goggles. You didn't sound very confident with that answer there. That I keep my eyes open underwater? Right. Yeah, it's fine. Tell us. That's probably why I have poor vision. Tell us on our on our Instagram page if uh, you swim with your eyes open underwater or wh- whether you're a chicken. <laughs> Do you like the burn of chlorine in your eyes, especially if you're in a pool? Why not try those goggles? <laughs> Gotta invest in a good pair of goggles. Well, it's funny. The reason I say that is because we haven't really been doing a good job of promoting our social media channel, our Instagram page. Oh, you're taking shots at me now? No, I'm just saying that we haven't done a good job of promoting it on the podcast. We didn't even talk about That's it at tr- all last week. That's true. And you know what else we didn't talk about? Beyonce. Yeah, we missed out of talking about Beyonce last week. We Beyonce, did. how is how is how are we supposed to get Beyonce's attention if we don't talk about her every episode? Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. I know that it's probably pretty difficult to fit in Beyonce into a Harry Potter episode, but like, come on, I just fit it into the Spy Kids episode. That's Question: true. Would Beyonce mm-hmm. make a good spy? Mm, no. No, you don't even need to think about it. The answer is yes, because Beyonce is good at everything. <laughs> But she's too famous. Everyone would recognize her. It's called having a secret identity. Oh, Sasha Fierce has already been done. Right. (laughs) Sasha Fierce is a spy. Anyway, as always, we're a little bit off topic here. Let's get back to Mm -hmm. Spy Kids, Leslie. Do you remember how we were first introduced to Spy Kids? Didn't we buy the VHS? We did buy the VHS. At Sears? At Sears. Yes, we did. Yes. Okay. Fantastic memory. Yes. I remember. Yes, we bought it. We bought it at Sears. But we later got the DVD from a cereal box. I don't even remember getting the DVD. I just remember yes. watching that VHS into the ground. Yes. Oh, we watched it so much. Right. And... I remember getting Island of Lost Dreams on DVD and then, yes. of course, Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Yes. I remember Spy Kids Island of Lost Dreams was the movie that we took to the Honda car dealership to test out. We wanted to test out the DVD player in the Honda Odyssey. You're totally so we right. we brought our own movie. <laughs> You're totally right. I totally forgot about that. So when we went on, this, when we went on the test drive... We found out mm-hmm. that there was a DVD player and we were obviously really young at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was basically very bullish on the Honda Odyssey, the soccer mom van, because it had the DVD player in it. And so, of course, we had to test it out when mom and dad were debating on which vehicle to buy. So 
uh, we went back to the dealership and we brought Spy Kids Island of Lost Dreams and we watched it in the back. In in the showroom <laughs> we, car. We made that showroom car our home. Just we, sh- we sure did. <laughs> put the put the seats reclined and let's just throw in a movie. <laughs> Man, that was a great car. Yep. It, it, it was. Meant an, it meant an untimely demise. Yes, it did. And it wasn't my fault. I may have crashed it. It wasn't your fault either. No, it was not my fault. Someone crashed into you. Yeah, someone crashed into me when I was going through an intersection. When it wasn't there right away. Right, yes, exactly. But I lived to tell the tale. Actually, like... The van did not. The other man did. No, the van... Oh, I thought you said the other the man van. did not. <laughs> no, like, I said the van did not. No one was injured in that car accident. It just two vehicle injuries. If you actually look at my hand, you can still see you the still mark. You still have a scar. You can still see the mark where, the, where I got hit by the airbag. Because when I got Ooh. hit by the airbag, it absolutely ripped open the skin right off the corner of my hand. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting out of the van and being like, all right, that's cool. I was just in a car accident. And then Mm -hmm. I remember somebody coming up to me and being like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And the guy goes, oh my God, your hand. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. Because I was just like that much adrenaline, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, good van. So Spy Kids 1 was Mm -hmm. not supposed to be a big success. No. But it was the number one movie at the box office for a long time and ended up grossing $147 million worldwide. Do you know what the movie was that passed it for number one? Um, no, give me a hint because it was 2001. I can't really give you a hint because I've never seen the movie, but I think it's a, raw, a romance. I think it's like it's based off of a book, I believe. That's not helpful. <laughs> it was Bridget Jones' Diary. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. That was the movie that passed it. But $147 million worldwide is very good, especially because I think the budget for the movie was only $30 million. Something yeah. like that. Like, really, really good. And it was uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who was able to do a lot of movies afterwards, mm-hmm. including uh, Sin City. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. But Robert Rodriguez, is, he, he's very famous for being the kind of director who likes to do everything. So he shoots it, he mm-hmm. edits it. He did a lot of the score work in Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. He basically put this movie together in his garage. Yes. Yep. I did see that. So very impressive. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things first, the that... The first one is the best, is the highest rated of the movies as well that came out. Right. One of the things that is very impressive about Robert Rodriguez is that he has a select group of actors who appear in his films over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like Jessica Alba is one, for instance, and she appears in Spy Kids 4. And she's also in Sin City, just as an example. So that's really Mm -hmm. interesting, too, 
But what's really interesting is that he's able to bring in a lot of high-class talent. So in Spy Kids, obviously the, the dad is played by Antonio Banderas. Yes, but the biggest cameo of all in that movie has to be George Clooney. 100% George Clooney. It's like someone you wouldn't even expect would be in that movie. Right, exactly. And what's the, what's the name of the operative that he plays? Devlin? That's right. Yep, it's Devlin. You're 100% he, he's correct. The he- Isn't it he, he the head of the OSS at the time? Maybe. I'm not 100% sure on that. Because in the second movie, it's uh, Donovan Giggles. Or sorry, Donegan Giggles. That's, oh, that the head of the OSS, yes. No, because Devlin moves on to be the president. Does he not? I have no idea. No, he definitely does not. We've Because the, pre- the, the president is, in the second movie, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Oh, that's who, oh my gosh. And then the, I didn't, the, the daughter. I didn't make the connection that that's who that is. And then the daughter of the president in the second movie is Cindy Lou Who. Yes. And I'm blanking on her name right now. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go Taylor on to. Taylor Momsen. Taylor Momsen, of course. How could I forget about Taylor Momsen? But like a number of actors that appeared like. Alan Cumming played flute. Cheech Marin was in it. Steve Buscemi, George Clooney, Antonio Banderas, Ricardo Montalban. Like there's a lot of big actors and big names in it. And it's really impressive for a guy who basically filmed this movie all by himself in Texas and put it all together himself. Also follow up on the president thing. It's the third, technically the third movie. It's President Devlin. I knew I saw that somewhere. Very interesting. I knew I wasn't crazy. So there are a lot of directors in Hollywood that tend to rely on the same actors over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But do you think that that really benefited the Spy Kids series? Like that he used pretty like high profile people? Yeah, exactly. I think it drew like more of like kind of think of it the movies for kids but it also made the parents want to watch it too because they're like um like Antonio Banderas you know him from what's that movie that we saw that he's in The Legend Uh, of Zorro yeah Zorro yes yes so it kind of drew that crowd in but then (laughs) it's kind of funny that Cheech is in it (laughs) from Cheech and Chong Right, exactly. Have, yeah. Yes. So it kind of it kind of draws like multiple different audiences in to watch the movie. Now, one of the big things about Spy Kids is that it's based on a a family, a Latino mm-hmm. family at that. And we've talked at length over the course of different episodes how important it is to have a story that based on a family unit. Mm-hmm. And obviously Spy Kids really, really hits that home very well. Oh, yeah. But one of the things about Spy Kids that's interesting is if you go into the casting of Carla Gigino. Yes. Okay, you read this too. 
Yes. Why don't you tell me about it? Okay. I wonder if this is the same fact that we're talking about. So she almost didn't play the mom because her age. So when she first started, um, she was only about 29 years old at the time. She was supposed to play this mom, but she was supposed to be a mom to children that were, you know, Junie, Carmen and Junie were supposed to be 10 and 12 years old at the time of the first Correct. movie. Yep. So she thought that since she'd only be like 17 years older, that it didn't make sense for her to be playing the mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, she wasn't the first pick either. Did you know that? No. So the first pick was actually Kelly Preston. Mm-hmm. And the reason why she had to turn it down is because she just had a child. She was pregnant and just had a child. Mm-hmm. So she ended up turning it down. The thing about that that's interesting is that Kelly Preston is not Latino. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Robert Rodriguez faced a lot of criticism about the Spy Kids family because they wanted them, the American people wanted them to be American. Mm-hmm. And his response was, they are American. They're also just Latino, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very rare that you find somebody that's able to stick to that, right? Especially especially yeah. back then. Like, I know it's only 2001, and it doesn't really seem like that that long ago, but that's 20 years ago. And we still have issues today in Hollywood with casting and diversity and people not playing roles that are representative of their cultural identity. Mm-hmm. So... I think it was really important that Robert Rodriguez was able to stick to his guns. Yes. And keep sure. his keep his Latino cast. So the first movie was the best one. Definitely. Second one was the second. I think the quality just started to go down. Well, th- by the time you get to the third one, the third one only has 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. So it went from 93 to 75 to 45. Because... I so I went back and watched like some clips from the Spy Kids 3D. And I think some of the issue of it was that there were so much unnecessary special effects because they wanted to have a 3D. Right. It was gimmicky. We've talked was, about yes. gimmick. We've talked about gimmicks before on this podcast when you get yes. too hung up on gimmicks. I was like, why are we doing this? Why is like all this happening? And I'm like, oh, because it was supposed to be in 3D. And it's very much the same thing in the fourth movie. I know that you haven't seen it, but All the Time in the World, which came out in 2011, uh, was also very gimmicky. Mm -hmm. And it got further and further away from the family story, right? I read one review online, I believe it was from Roger Ebert, who said that the success of the first Spy Kids movie was because they were able to tell a wholesome family comedy without utilizing the standard go-to poop jokes. <laughs> even yeah. though, even though in the very first movie, one of the, one of the favorite scenes for me as a kid, as a little boy, was when Junie goes to the washroom on on the submarine and it says, "Now flushing it- your poop." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a, was that in the second one too? No, it was definitely just the first one. No, the second one is now picking your nose. Yes, yeah. And I thought those were so funny as kids. Yeah. 
But yeah, I remember thinking that that was pretty funny too. Do you remember that when we used to go to McDonald's and get the uh, happy meals? There used to be Spy Kids toys in them all the time. Yes. And we had all the gadgets and they were pogs and they were pog shooters. And we used to pretend to be spies. Yes. Yes. I remember playing Spy Kids. Our family friends back during the summertime when we were younger, our parents were working. And so we, we went over to our family friends, the Ropers. Mm-hmm. And we always played Spy Kids during the summer with our McDonald's toys and gadgets. Mm-hmm. Yes, all, all day, every day. Right. I remember we had like this blue bucket. It was filled like a, with toys. Yeah. It was a Rubbermaid bucket and we used to bring it over and it was filled with the Spy Kids gadgets and all that stuff. Yes. But why can I only remember one of the gadgets? No, maybe two. I remember the Pog Shooter and I remember we the- We had the, loca- the locator device, right? The locator device, Yeah. Did we have anything else? I don't remember. There must have been. Oh, I'm sure there was. We had little sunglasses too that we wore to be spies. Oh we yes. Had, we had we had a lot of things. And then we I'm pretty sure we used like the Kim Possible communicators as walkie-talkies. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh we used- my gosh. I just I just Googled the spy kids happy meal toys and so many memories are coming back now. Oh, go for it. Tell me all about them. So there, okay. I'm just looking at this. Oh, you can buy it on Amazon. That is not surprising <laughs> at all. Okay, so there was the sun. There were the sunglasses. There were actual like walkie talkies. Um, the locator device. There was a watch. There was some other. I can't tell what it is though. One of the funny things about the watch now that you mention it is that I just thought it was so funny that the watch could do everything except for tell the time. Yes. And but it's kind of like an Apple Watch. Right. Now it's almost exactly like what the Apple Watch is nowadays. It's yes. so funny how that how that's come that far. Oh my gosh. And there were spy kids, the toys from the 3D movies. Oh, if you Googled it, Josh, you'd have so, so much coming back to you. Oh, yes. I see like the pogs. Oh, and the badges of what level you were. That's right. Yeah, I remember that too. Everyone wanted to be level one, right? Yes. That was the, that was the big deal in the second movie when the system gets hacked and Junie and Carmen don't get to be level one. Yes, because and it goes to Gary and Gertie giggles. Right, when their dad Donegan giggles becomes the director of the OSS. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yes. Donegan giggles was named after the real OSS director in real life, called William Joseph Donovan. So where does the giggles come in? I don't know where the giggles comes in. <laughs> It's Donegan and Donovan. Yes. Like, that's where that comes in. Yes. Just someone made up the last name of Giggles. Right. And I'm sure that that probably came from the very first movie because you remember he's in the first movie and he's one of the people that gets transformed into the the creatures. Flooblies? That's right. 
Floop is a madman, help us save us. Floop is a madman, help us save us. How just that show, you go back. That what a disturbing children's show that was. Well, Floop's it's a cruel, cruel world, all you little boys and girls. Floop's so not a bad guy. Do you have you for their stuff? Yeah, but it's a disturbing Floop's TV a good, show. Floop's a good guy. And he's, yes. he, he just gets caught up in, in the bad teachings of his partners. All right, Leslie. So we talked about how the first Spy Kids movie was so successful because of the strong family unit and how Carmen and Junie were going to go and save their parents and how that story was really heartwarming and really special. The second movie, The Island of Lost Dreams, is actually a little bit of the opposite of that, where the parents have to come and save the kids. Not just the parents. The grandparents as well. and the grandparents. That's right. Wow, way to steal that from me. I know. I was so excited because, of course, Ricardo Montalban is in it, and he played Khan (laughs) in Star Trek. Yes. And I love Star Trek. It's better than Star Wars. Anyway, what did you like about Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams? I liked the dragonfly the, um, sub. The sub, yep. Mm-hmm. I, R- Romero was in it. Steve Buscemi. Played by Steve Buscemi. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. Um, Did you like the the miniature creatures on the little island that tracked the uh, real creatures in real life? That was pretty cool. Or when they were falling forever. In the volcano. In in the volcano. Yeah. And it was also Emily Osment's second movie. Who later went on to play in Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana, yes, and she had her, she has her, I don't know if it's still on, she had her own TV show as well. Interesting. The thing that I remember the most from Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams, is the intro, the very first scene when Junie and Carmen get called in to rescue the president's daughter, who's stuck on, dun, 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 the juggler. Oh, yes. Bill Paxton. All, I thought the juggler was real. Like, the somewhere, somewhere, the somewhere out there, there was this amusement park that did have the juggler. You mean Six Flags Austin, where this one is actually filmed? Yes. 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 No, that does not exist, Leslie. I think there'd be a bit of a safety hazard. Uh, maybe a little bit. Or there was, like, the hurl a tilt a hurl or something at the beginning he's going around showing off all the rides right yes exactly that's right and, yeah and then there's a the one where like someone pukes everywhere that's right and he's got the umbrella and he catches all the puke mm-hmm. right i do remember that yes yeah pretty gross very gross indeed. but then the taylor momson the president's daughter goes on the juggler and then says i'm gonna i'm gonna go for a little bit of a stroll and just chill at the top of this amusement park ride well yeah she takes the keys 
Yeah, she that, takes the keys. That operate it and is able to confiscate it. And basically she's, the reason why she's hiding is because she's stolen the transmooker device. I don't know what the transmuker device <laughs> was supposed to do besides wipe people off the face of the planet. I, I... But it was very intriguing. Was that what it was for? <laughs> I have no idea. Yes. I just remember them empowering it up and being like, I'm going to use this on you. I'm going to wipe all the Cortezes off the face of the planet. Yes. I do remember that one. The transmuker device is a highly coveted device which can shut off all electronic devices, but when reprogrammed, they can destroy or wipe people off the face of the earth, basically. Do you remember the scene at the very beginning, too, where they're in the big hall? All the they're, adults they're having- get drugged? All the adults get drugged and the kids fight off the helmet-wearing magnetic guys. Yes. And uh, I just remember that in that scene, Alexa Vega, who plays Carmen, did the triple mm-hmm. backflip. Yes. And I remember just watching the special features about that because Alexa Vega really wanted to put that in. And she basically begged Robert Rodriguez to put it in. And he let her, which is great. Yes. And their connection was actually very special because Robert Rodriguez actually walked Alexa Vega down the aisle when she got married. Really? Really. Oh, I didn't know that. So they have a very close connection. Those scenes are the ones that stick out to me. I I remember a lot. I think that we probably watched Island of Lost Dreams a lot more than we watched the original Spy Kids. And I think that was a product of the fact that we had it on dvd first yeah before we had the original spy kids which you said we got out of the cereal box because the original spy kids we had on vhs like Mm -hmm. we said where we got it from sears r.i.p sears so sad so many memories i have so many memories from sears one of them is watching game seven of the eastern conference semifinals i want to say toronto maple leafs and ottawa senators and we watched like the whole first period there i don't know why that sticks out to me it just does (laughs) why were we at sears watching tv mom and dad were doing something and i was like i'm going to go to the tv section and look at these look at the game and watch the game that's funny it's like i remember watching cars at like the brick or something that's right. When uh, we were looking for furniture, we watched Cars. Yep, you're right. Yes. And okay. it's the only time we ever watched Cars. Yes, it was at the brick. <laughs> but do you remember, I vividly remember when we saw Spy Kids 3D in movie theaters. Why do you remember it vividly? Because I was terrified. Because you were afraid of the movie theaters? I Yes, I have a... Uh, irrational fear of movie theaters i still go to movies but terrified you still you still have a fear of movie theaters i still do like when i walk into a movie theater i have to look at the ground i hate going into a movie theater and nothing's on the screen it freaks me out that's super weird i know but it's i've always been like that yes it's true i remember that the time we went to go see Peter Pan 2 and we almost had to leave. 
Yes, because I was having a panic attack temper tantrum. You definitely were. And I ha- we had to sit near the exit, like right next to the exit. Right next to the exit. Fortunately, This is, this is for- when the exit was also at the back of the theater, not at, at the, the front. front. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So at the very, very back to sit. That's right. I remember it vividly. I remember that moment vividly, and I couldn't tell you a thing that happens in Peter Pan 2. Besides me freaking out. Right, exactly. I don't remember anything from the movie. Anyways, so I have memories of Spy Kids 3D because I think we went to see it after golfing. I thought we went to go see it on opening night, honestly, but I really don't remember. I remember, I think we were leaving the golf course and we were driving and mom said something about do you want to go see spy kids now and I remember freaking out because the thought of a 3d movie terrified me see I was just the opposite I thought that the 3d movie was so cool I thought that like I was gonna like I was going to feel something and like, I was going to get touched <laughs> like the effects. I don't know why. And you got to remember that this is before 3d movies were commonplace. When yes. we see spy this kids, this is where we had the blue and red 3d glasses. Yeah. When we say spy kids 3d, we mean the blue and red 3d glasses. And I remember going to it and actually, I believe quite liking it, honestly, because it was the first time I had ever experienced it in a movie theater. And mm-hmm. It was, like I said, just a new experience and it was super cool to see. But then when we got the DVD version and we tried to watch it at home, I would get these wicked migraines because I could not watch the 3D movie. Mm -hmm. And we'd have to get the standard 2D version and watch that instead. Mm -hmm. Yes, I remember that because at that point I was, I preferred watching it in 3D, but then I would get upset about having to watch it in 2D. Right, because I don't think you got the headaches, did you? No. That's not the case now. (laughs) Yeah, it's the complete opposite now. Yeah, I get headaches all the time. You sure Um, do. Anyways, but do you know that with the third movie that, you know, we have Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. That's right. In the movie. But he only agreed to be in the movie because his children were big fans of the movie. Gotcha. So they wanted him to be in it. Yes. That's it. That's interesting because it goes into the what we were talking about earlier about all of the superstar talent that have been mm-hmm. in Robert Rodriguez movies. So I just assumed that he was one of Robert Rodriguez's friends. I didn't realize that it was because of his kids. Mm-hmm. And we also had Selena Gomez. I was just going to say that. She is the water park girl. She's only in it for like maybe less than a minute. She at the very beginning of the movie where Junie is a private detective. That's right. Because Junie leaves the OSS. Yes. Too too much politics for a, a kid to be, be dealing with. Right. So he leaves the OSS and immediately Carmen gets into trouble and gets herself stuck in the video game. And so you don't Mm -hmm. see Carmen for a lot of the movie. Mm -hmm. It was mostly Junie first bit of the movie and like of introducing other characters. Right. 
it's the guy. The guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, that's the guy. <laughs> the guy turns out to be Frodo. I'm sorry? I said the guy turns out to be Frodo. Oh, is it Elijah Wood? It is Elijah Wood. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> I didn't oh. even make that connection. Ever? No, you're, I'm literally just making no, it right now. You're finding it out now that yes. Elijah Wood's the guy? Yes. Oh, that's so sad. Right. So sad. Huh, I'm stunned. The more you know. I guess so, yeah. So I guess we probably aren't going to go into the fourth movie too, too much because you haven't seen it. But I wasn't a big fan of it. I will admit that. But I do love the nostalgia. Like, I am big into seeing characters again. So Mm -hmm. when I finally did get around to watching it, and it was only a couple of years ago, even though it came out in 2011, I'm like, man, that's cool to see Alexa Vega again as as Carmen. And it's cool to see Junie again, even though these days I see him all the time. Thanks for that, Megan Trainer. They're so cute together, though, and they just had their first their first kid. Speaking of ha- them having their first kid, does it not look like him? Well, I would hope that it would look like him. No, I mean, like it. It looks to me, it looks nothing like Megan Trainer, and it looks like totally like like Junie. I'm looking it up. I'm, right I'm trying now. to think of what Junie's name is right now. I'm totally blanking. It's like Daryl Sa- Sabrin Sa- or something like that. Sabrin. Sabra. I think there's a mix. There's definitely a mix. It's not all. It's Daryl Sabra, Sabra, by the way. Daryl Sabra. He has such chubby cheeks. But does it not look like him? It does look like him. But also looks like, it looks like a little bit of Megan Trainer too. If you say so. And he was on Wizards of Waverly Place too. That's right. He was. For a little bit. And then Alexa Vega, she was on the TV show, she, only briefly was she on Nashville. I remember I used to watch that um, while it was on. Now, oh, Alexa Vega also was in a Sin City movie. Yes, that's correct. I, again, it's just one of those trends of Robert Rodriguez movies. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I forgot to mention in the second movie island of lost dreams is the video game because we had the game boy advance video game oh yes yes i remember it now i i don't ever i don't remember getting far in it though right because we could never pass the very first level the juggler oh no 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 i remember passing the juggler i don't remember passing the second one where you're in the dragonfly i don't even remember that i i don't think i ever beat the juggler I, I just never remember getting past the second level. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. But it's just one of those things where it's... Have you ever like, Googled if, it or YouTubed if, it? If we went back to play it now, we'd probably be like, this is so easy. How do we not figure this out? Probably. And think... we, bo- we both still have our Game Boy Advances. Like, we could easily do that. Yes. Mine doesn't work unless it's, like, the charger's plugged in. It's called having batteries. No, but the no, I guess yeah. Yeah, you put the batteries like, in. That's what that's what I do now. My 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 power charger died a long time ago. 
Uh, okay. Do you remember where we got the the chargers? Blockbuster. Yes, Blockbuster. <laughs> so much nostalgia today. I love Rest it. in peace, Blockbuster. Rest in peace, Sears. <laughs> All of our great, you know, Spy Kids memories start at Blockbuster and Rest in McDonald's peace. Happy Meals. Rest in peace, famous players. Famous players. What did we get at Famous Players? Famous. Oh, the movie theater. Famous Players was the movie theater. The movie theater, yes. It, and it used to have like the circular lobby, and there used to. It was the very first Starbucks in town. Was, no. Was in that was in that movie theater. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, for some reason, when he said Famous Players, I thought of Future Shop. No. But I feel like you know maybe we got one of the. Yeah, fa- famous players was it's now Cineplex in Canada, mm-hmm. or or I think it's called Galaxy where we are. But it's just it's 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 so nostalgic, and I think they had pizza there at one time. We never got any of this crap. No. Also, if you if you go to a movie theater, bringing your own snacks, sneak them in, find a way. Yeah. Don't pay the ridiculous prices. Right. Wear a large jacket. Bring a we, big purse. We used to do that all the time. Sneak the stuff in. Right now, when we, where's I, where I, was I with you when we saw someone trying to bring fireworks into the movie theater? No, but that doesn't surprise me. I remember seeing someone with like the boxes of fireworks and they're like, sir, you can't. I remember we, me and my friends in high school used to always go on cheap days and... Mm-hmm cheap days was Tuesdays and they'd make you drop your backpack at the, at the front desk because they didn't know what the kids were bringing in. But I, re- I remember when we went to the movies with Linda, who is a, a family friend. Yes. We'd go every year at, right around Christmas time and she, she'd take us out and we'd go to pizza hut first and then we'd go to the mall and we get so much Colonel's popcorn. And then we try and sneak it all into the movie theaters underneath our big jackets. Big jackets. Or she'd bring a big bag. <laughs> right, exactly. But it- we'd also did put it under our jackets. Well, it's the winter, you know, dress in layers. People can't tell. It was so much fun. Yes, it was ridiculous. Those trips were so much fun. I just remember Some- laughing hysterically. Something always happened. Whether right. it was her change purse exploding all over in the mall or right. you got pulled over by a ride program and her stereo was broken. So John, John I tried I, I, thought, tr- I tried to turn it down and it just blasted. <laughs> and meanwhile the officer's like, uh, what is your what is this kid doing? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Oh God. Oh, it was so funny. I still laugh to yes. this day. And that was, this was like 15 years ago. Yeah, it was a it was a long time ago. Now, did you like the the Spy Kids song at the end of Spy Kids Two? The Island the- of Lost Dreams song. Yeah, I remember watching that a lot and always jamming out to it. And the when yeah. the credits were on, but. I really just remember Now, Leslie, I forgot I was going to mention this earlier. What do you think about that theme 
versus the Wonder Woman theme? Because this is a huge debate online. I don't know if you if you know this, but people think that the Wonder Woman theme is a ripoff of the Spy Kids theme. Like, are we talking about the new Wonder Woman movies? Yeah. So the new Wonder okay. Woman movies goes dun 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 and okay, then the spike theme is bum ba dum ba da bum bum ba ba da bum 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 ba da bum ba dum. I never heard of this, but I now have to look it up. So Leslie's Leslie's typing right now, and she's gonna go and listen to both of them. Mm-hmm. I did not tell her about this before, but she's gonna compare the first few seconds of them, and she's gonna tell us live on the air what her reaction is to this. She's currently listening. Probably saying, Josh, shut up. I'm trying to listen to the Wonder Woman theme. But I just like narrating it. She's very straight-faced right now. It's hard to tell what she's thinking. She chuckles there at the funny host joke. And now she's going to switch it over to what I can only assume is the Spy Kids theme. Because it sounded like it was the Wonder Woman theme she was listening to earlier. It, it was a YouTube clip that had both of them. Like back-to-back. Oh, you you uh, have, have found the... Uh, online internet debate yes well i just youtubed it so Um, yes yes or no rip off or not they are pretty similar they're similar but i don't think they're anywhere close to being ripped off no like i have heard plenty of times different things and that is definitely not one of them where i go wow those are totally similar Oh, we need to talk about the end scene. What end scene? Of Spy Kids 3D. What's Not the end end scene, the final battle. What happens in the final battle? All in everybody. Oh, right. And everybody comes in from like all the other movies. Call in the family. And they, they put on their glasses and everybody's finally in it. I think that is so cool. Yes. And honestly... And honestly, if you think about it, like that's probably what suffers the most about Spy Kids 3 is that the first one was about the kids saving the parents. The second one was about the parents saving the kids. And then the third one is kind of just like Carmen's or Junie saving Carmen. Yeah. It it doesn't really work out because it's not the family drama. No, and the family, the whole entire family wasn't really together during it because you only have, I think... Antonio Banderas only comes in in like the last five minutes. Yeah, a very brief cameo. Yes. And I don't even think the mother's in it. No, she is. Is she? She comes in in the last. But it's it's all super quick and it's really cool. And I get it. It's kind of like a love letter to the fans to be like, hey, here's all your favorite characters and and that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, really? Like, we could have done so much better. Yeah. Like you could have had the whole family go into the video game or something. Yeah, and instead of just Khan, Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. I suppose. And had more more Carmen and Junie. And what was the other the other girl, the deceiver? The deceiver, yeah. She wasn't real. And and the guy. <laughs> it's the guy. <laughs> Frodo. I am the guy. I don't know. I I think honestly, we hit the nail on the head there as to why the the third movie suffers so much and why it's the lowest rated out of all of them. 
did he know Sylvester Stallone uh, after his children wanted him to do it he won the Razzie award oh really I did not know that either he won he won the Razzie for worst supporting actor that's funny that's funny but I, I can also understand that too like that's a bit pretty big fall from Rocky yes like there have been actors that have done you know comedy stuff outside of like their tough guy so like I think of Vin Diesel and the pacifier the pacifier great movie I love that movie that one is a really good movie it is yeah which was you know went against Vin Diesel's known character and yeah, it didn't really work out for Sylvester Stallone. You're right. But that's okay because it ended up being a decent conclusion to the franchise. Can we say that at the very end? At the very end of the day, it was a decent wrap up when they when everybody came back in at the end and saved the day and Carmen was freed. And that they're all kind of back together. Yeah. I mean, it's not the ideal ending. Does Gina go back to the OSS? They could have done much worse. Yeah. I think in the end that Junie becomes like a special advisor, I believe. Oh, yeah. Something something along those lines. I like how when you go to Wikipedia on um, Spy Kids 3D, it says Elijah Wood as, in all caps, the guy. (laughs) Does it really? It does. And Selena Gomez is Water Park Girl. That's funny. The more you know. When we get towards the end of these podcasts, we always talk about one thing. And that's the, fu- and that's the future. And I don't know if you know this, Leslie, but it has been announced that there is going to be a Spy Kids reboot. It was just uh, announced I did, earlier I did this year. That in- in my research articles that said 2021. Correct. Yes. And this time it's rumored that it's not going to be a all Latino family. It's going to be a multicultural family. And that has some people online absolutely raging. Everyone is like, please don't ruin my childhood. Please. These are sacred movies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get that. So what do you think, Leslie? Would you watch a Spy Kids reboot movie? If it's anything like the fourth movie, then no. What if it was like Kim Possible live action? No. No. Oh my gosh. I watched 10 minutes of that movie and was disgusted. Okay. And now what about if it was a combination of all like let's let's say the first two movies because i don't know if you know this but originally spy kids one and spy kids two were all part of the same movie yes yes i did remember that and then Um, and then they split it into two when this they decided that the story was too complex yeah so i think i would watch it if it had the original cast and again since it's a reboot I know it wouldn't be like the original there, cast. There's not a chance. There's not a chance. But like have Alexa Vega and Daryl Sarah like doing something in it. But like, I know they did that with I, the fourth movie. I think that they could probably have cameos for sure. But yeah, I don't necessarily similar. think that they're going to play Carmen and Junie again. Probably not. Nor, nor do I think that 
Spy Kids five or whatever you want to call it is going to be Carmen and Junie's kids. I I think it's I think it's literally going to be Carmen and Junior five years old again or 10 years old again or whatever however old they were supposed to be makes me sad are you nostalgic for spy kids when we when i was doing my research i was like oh, i should really rewatch all these movies again they're on netflix no way they sure I are have to look it up right now why did i not spend all of my day today watching spy kids well, you were supposed to be doing your research, but as always, I'm carrying this show. Wow. This is just the episode where Josh throws Leslie under the bus. <gasps> they all are on Netflix. Oh, my God. And I think the animated series is a Netflix series, too, if I'm correct. It is, oh, it is a Netflix series. Spy Kids Mission Critical. Yes, it only has one season. Yeah, and the second season is coming up. Oh, okay. But in Spy Kids Mission Critical, it is Carmen and Junie Mm -hmm. and, you know, their parents. But they are just played by different voice actresses and actors. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to it, Leslie, 2023 Spy Kids comes out again. It's the reboot. Are you watching? It's not gimmicky. It's the family drama that from the first one. It's just redone in a different, more modern way. Are you watching? Yes or no? Sure, I'll watch it. You're going to give it a shot? I, I would give it a shot, yes. You heard it here first. It's now on record. Leslie and I are going to opening night of Spy Kids. Opening night. Oh, my gosh. Opening night of Spy Kids. What if Kids. it's like a direct to, I almost said direct to DVD, but like just streaming. Well, I mean, if it's streaming, I mean, most movies now are, nowadays are going to go direct streaming route anyway, but I think that we can manage. I think we'll figure it out. We definitely have to see it together because I think it's fair to say that we're all very fond of the Spy Kids movies. They were a big part of our childhood growing up. They're a big part of who we became as, as people because we were able to, you know, embrace, embrace that. Mm-hmm. We, we spent a lot of time in our summers playing games about be, being spies. We spent a lot of time talking about Carmen and Junie, and we're still doing it 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Which yes, is, and, and they, they still talk about it too. Which like, is un- yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It's really a testament to, to the movies itself, mm-hmm. even though you could say towards the end in the third and the fourth that it becomes a little bit uh, gimmicky. gimmicky a little less family oriented, right? It's still, yeah. it's still created a lot of great memories for a lot of great people and we're included in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely something that everyone who is involved should be proud of. All right, that wraps up episode number five of Pop Culture with Unpopular People. If you haven't already, follow us on our Instagram. Leslie, what's our Instagram? Our Instagram is Unpopular People Podcast, all one word. All one word unpopular people podcast and don't forget to tune in our 43rd follower woot woot and don't forget to tune in next week where we talk about leslie it's her pick what's she gonna pick i didn't prepare shocker 
This happens every single week. I know. I just always forget to my week to make a pick. I'm very disappointed. We'll leave it all up to the imagination. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll maybe we'll maybe tease it on our Instagram. That sounds good. So follow us there at Unpopular People Podcast. Yes, all one word. All one word. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to this fifth episode of Pop Culture with Unpopular People. I'm Josh Gordon. I'm Leslie Gordon. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.